0: host, Only Melsis, and today I have a new guest.
1: Hey, my name's Maya. What's up, guys?
0: And Maya is our first guest from California, so that's Woo-hoo. fun, yeah. How do you feel about representing your state?
1: Um, <laughs> gotta got admit, a tad bit nervous, but you know, California.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Why did I say that?
1: <laughs> sure, you- sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Miss girl.
0: <laughs> anyway, we're talking about White Supremacy. <laughs>
1: this is a great start. <laughs> we're talking
0: about white supremacy. Here mm-hmm.
1: we go. Yes, we're talking about white supremacy.
0: And I uh, uh, um this is a difficult thing to talk about for me just because um i just don't know where to start but i was thinking that we could start like um basically the foundation of racism and where it comes from and how that sort of is the same reason why it's perpetuated today so um i guess it's not like a shocker that racism was founded on economic benefit right so for sure, for sure. and the economic benefit came before racism itself so you would have like slavery because you know yeah,
1: cost like... like labor Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, And then, you know, probably people were having questions like, isn't that immoral? Isn't that like not like a humane thing to do? And the justification for that was like, well, um, these people aren't really people. So we can't really hurt people if they're not actually people. Oh, my gosh. Um, That's a weird way of explaining it. But yeah, I don't know. It's like one of the typical arguments of that is like, you know, like, oh, it's just like human nature to like discriminate against other people.
1: You know? Yeah, I mean, discrimination has been around for quite a quite a long time. Yeah, but I that mean... That argument has just been said over and over again.
0: I know, and it's like, I guess on an individual level, you know, you classify people in your head or you have, like, sort of discrimi- discrimination, but I think as, like, a system, racism is a relatively recent development in history you know, especially considering that, like, the first, very first roots of racism was, like, in the 1400s or whatever. And I think part of it is just the the reason why, like, racism as a system is still in place is, like, as people, like, slowly, like, too slowly, they realize that, you know, it's not, it's just wrong. (laughs) There's other justifications for it as you go along, you know, so, like, for Yeah, and, like, um,
1: the forms of racism are, have been changing and are changing, you know. We got from slavery to, like, modern-day racism, which is just completely, you know, it's still bad. It's just in a different form, I guess.
0: hmm You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I guess one of the antidotes that I wanted to mention is, do you know um, that the Olympics in 1936? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember and- learning about that. Yeah, and how Jesse Owens was, like, he won, like, four medals, I think. hmm It was extremely impressive, and, you know, it's super great. It's super great. Like, don't get me wrong, but also it's sort of, I guess it's one of those things where it's, like, yes, he was successful in that moment in time, but, like, the second he got home from the Olympics, he was still, like, in the Great Depression era, you know? It's not really... Yeah. It probably, like, furthered the um, misconception, not misconception, but, like, the racist ideology that um, Black people are, like they have physical abilities, but they're not, like, mentally competent. Yeah, I get that. I mean, the whole,
1: I mean, that, like, specific example, you know, you learn all about, well, I guess not all about, you learn that specific event, and then you don't see his name mentioned ever again. It's one of those things, you know?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: it's world history, but really it's only European history.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And we only talk about, like, like the presence of black people when they're like the first people to do something like oh like Jackie Robinson was so great you know first like baseball player on like this wasn't in all he you know, like the first one on the national league or whatever Jackie Robinson
1: no baseball
0: we're not we're not baseball people but
1: yeah, obviously
0: <laughs> he, was, he was the first at baseball something and that's great and i'm sure he was a great player but i also feel like i'm sure there's other great players that exist Black pay- players that existed before him that um, didn't get to be on the National League, just or whatever, just because they weren't allowed to by white people. And so when you mention like, hey, Jackie Robinson, like, is so great, it's like, you're just kind of dismissing the fact that, like, white people kept everyone else from coming in before Jackie Robinson, and white people were the ones that led Jackie Robinson in onto the team, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of where you place your focus. And then there's also like, you know, scientific studies like, trying to prove that there's like some sort of difference between black people and white people in history, that came with like um, the Enlightenment period with like Jefferson or stuff, which isn't like a surprise because Jefferson's like shit. But yeah, yeah, you know, and like it kind of also goes into like what we're taught in schools and stuff. Yeah, you know
1: the like idolization of founding fathers and political. Mm-hmm members like they're still people they obviously did make mistakes some of them obviously really bad you can't like idolize these people they're not gods you know what i mean yeah
0: a lot of um sort of the education that we get is based on that idolization and it's i think it's purposely in place so that we kind of feel patriotic because i remember being you know in elementary school and having like This sort of idea of like oh like look they're doing freedom stuff that's pretty freaking cool and i'm proud of people that do freedom stuff and therefore i support my founding fathers you know sort of this simplistic view of like hey they said that um injustice was wrong so they did something about it and they were like without any notice of you know exactly and
1: i don't know about you but in elementary school we were drilled on like u.s history and a lot of that is like freedom and equality and what they failed to mention is that it it, what they didn't mean for everyone yeah Uh, they meant for their group of people and you know for white people and they didn't really mean for any people of color you know any other type of people
0: what was I trying to say? I mean, I understand that some of these topics are pretty heavy to be introduced at a young age, like, that's completely reasonable, but I also don't think it's, like, that's, um, I guess, controversial to, like, introduce these cho- topics in a light way, like, hey, they didn't include, like, Black people in this conversation, or people of other minorities into this conversation, I don't, or, like, women into this conversation, exactly. I think that's like, yeah. a
1: I mean, like, that's always an argument, like, kids are too young to be learning about this. I mean, to be fair, we were learning about the Civil War, which it wasn't an easy topic. And it wasn't like something, you know, that could just be brought up. We were kids. We didn't understand the severity of it, but they still introduced it to us. So why can't they introduce, you know, these other types of things? You know what I mean? Like, it's just,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: it's an excuse, really.
0: Yeah. I mean specifically the civil war right yeah and also like the viewpoint that the union was just this I don't know was like the hero of you know racist racism or like righteous advocates for equality exactly. when in reality it was more of like a political ploy but the thing is, you don't get that information unless you teach yourself about that information, you know?
1: Exactly. You're not going to learn it at school, to be honest. They're not going to they're not gonna teach it to you or, like, sit you down and explain all the, like, difficult aspects of it. They're going to tell you the basic summary and then, lo- like, skip over everything else.
0: Yeah. And also, I think one of the reasons of that is because remember, um, I don't know if you remember this, but, like... Um, after the Civil War ended, there was, like, this group of, like, um, white um, confederates, yeah, these white women who were confederates, and their, basically, their mission was to, like, teach children that, like, you know, that sort of old-school, like, confederate viewpoint, like, this is our history, we should be proud of this, and taking the conversation away from race and um, exploiting people, and more from, like, okay, you need to be proud of your community and your you know your flag or whatever you know the confederacy wasn't like this sort of institution and it was more developed as an institution afterwards to like justify what they did you know and that's kind of like what comes up again and again is like we did something wrong and then we're gonna go back into it and justify it exactly
1: You know, you see that everywhere, you know, or you see the opposite where they do something and then they don't want to admit that they did it. Mm -hmm. They try to say like, that never happened. And some people are just like, yeah, that never happened. And then you have the whole group of people that was targeted and they're like, are you serious?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's like the people trying to say that the Confederate flag doesn't like include racism or, you know, like, yo, (laughs) let's not go that far.
0: I don't know how it would feel if there was someone that was, like, proud of their, like, southern heritage that was listening today, but, um, but if you are, um, just know that it, it's, um, it's an avalanche of, like, you, probably your justification for this is, like, I keep saying the word justification, but it literally is. Like of like oh like my mom taught me this and this is our history. It's like your mom taught you that because of those white women confederates that taught you that beforehand. Yeah. You know, it's like this. um
1: Like a butterfly effect.
0: Butterfly effect, exactly. I was gonna say snowball, but that's probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you want to talk about film? For
1: sure. Let's get into it. Film is so complicated.
0: Yeah. 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 So, I guess I've always had an interest in how film affects, like, a lot of people's worldview, because I think it's just a a force that people underestimate all the time, because it's like, oh, it's just a movie, you know, or if it's just, or, like, media in general, when in reality, like, because film is so, like, um, wide-reaching, and because we all, like, watch basically the same content, especially from Hollywood... Um, it kind of, even if we're not, it's in our subconscious, we're sort of absorbing those thoughts and ideas. Um, Exactly.
1: I mean, the characters that you grow up with and the characters that you kind of, like, always, I don't know, watch as a teen or a kid, they're going to stick with you,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? And if you don't see yourself in those characters or you just don't see anyone who looks like you, it can kind of leave that lasting effect.
0: Mm Mm-hmm or even people that look like you, but they don't seem to act like you, you know, or they don't, Yeah. or that doesn't represent me or what I do, you know? Exactly. Like, and that's probably because it's like a white male dominated field, especially at the top. And yeah. they can sort of write these characters however they want to. And that's just, and, and like Hollywood movies go everywhere, you know, it's not just the U.S. Although yeah. I'm probably talking about like more like U.S. history right now, it affects, like, other nations when they, you know, watch those that stuff.
1: Yeah, um, no, and obviously, you know, there'll always be the one character they use to sprinkle in some diversity. Oh, pumped full of hateful stereotypes.
0: Yeah, and then they'll say, like, oh, I'm being inclusive. I have people. Yeah. Yeah, but, I like... I have people of color. And then it's like, no,
1: you have a, like, pretty hateful character here. Using mm-hmm. every single stereotype you possibly can, you no, know? and that's not diversity.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I feel like true diversity isn't just the presence of POC. It's like the equal presence of POC in all levels of like the production process. You know. Exactly.
1: They need to have a well-developed character development, a like actual character. You know, <laughs> it can't be like five seconds in and just doing everything that's there, that they said they would, or, you know.
0: hmm It's rough. I think mm-hmm. when you're talking about, like, one-note characters in general, that's bad. And it becomes even worse, like, in the context of just race. Um, I wanted to talk about the movie The Help for a little bit. Just because I know that it's not, it's not the, uh, an accurate portrayal of um, I guess, what, 50s? The South in the 50s or whatever? Are you familiar with clue
1: I have no that? clue. I've, no, I've never seen that movie. Oh, my movie. God. It's like, okay,
0: I was going to say it's a good movie because that's, like, my default because I enjoyed that movie when I first watched it years ago. It's basically about this um, writer who's, like, a white woman that kind of arrives into town, and then she befri- befriends all these, like, black women that work for, like... Um, other white people and they kind of like befriend them and then they tell her like their stories and then she basically um takes those stories and collects them and like changes their names and writes this book with all their stories in them and publishes the book it's like a wholesome movie and i think like revisiting that movie you can see that a lot of the characters are one note you know the, the protagonist is a white woman and she's, like, you know, just exempt of racism completely or whatever. And then there's, like, these black women that need the support of that white woman to tell their story. And when it comes to white people in the movie, there's just don't understand the concept of racism and they're just, like, the most, like, clean, nice people you've ever met. And then there's, like, these, like, people that came from hell. And there's, like, literally no in-between. There's no, like, gray area, which you're talking about, like, the South in the 50s. There has to be, like, most white people would be, yeah. like, somewhere along that spectrum. And I think it's unrealistic that, like, especially the protagonist, how she grew up in this, grew up in the South and she has no racist concepts at all in her brain. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of movies kind of do that. They have,
1: like, either you're fully... Blown racist, or you're like a perfect angel, which mm-hmm. so obviously you know that doesn't happen. There's people who, like, <sighs> I'm trying to find a way to phrase this. There are people that are in between, you know, that have mm-hmm. like that perform acts of microaggressions but never really are like the full blown one racist that you see in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah, I don't know. How, why I worded it like that but you know you well, never really, that makes sense. yeah you never really see any of those because I also feel like the media has been changing a little bit recently
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. I don't know it's it, I don't know yeah
0: <laughs> I think like I, white people think that racism is either like you're a good person or a bad person and if you're saying that I'm racist then you're calling me a terrible person and if you're calling me a terrible person then you're it's a personal attack on me and i'm not gonna talk to you you know yeah and if people think that they're gonna shut down literally any conversation to be had about like their actions or their character and so they're just gonna keep on doing what they're doing
1: yeah a lot of people you can't really talk to them sometimes you know try to say like hey that's a little bit offensive and then you know, you get called a snowflake in, like, 50 different ways.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just,
1: <laughs> I just don't want to hear it. Which is, like, frustrating, because how are we supposed to, like, fix anything if we're talking to a stone wall here?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I—so for this episode, I kind of mentioned this to you earlier before we were recording, but I read White, white Fragility— yeah, to sort of uh, my initial purpose to read the book was to like figure out how to talk to like con- racist like conservatives or like try to like talk and just have a conversation with them, you know. Yeah. But, um, as I read the book, I w- realized that this book isn't for that, it's for like racist leftist people that are leftist just so they can show like other white people how woke they are. Oh my god it's great! Yeah, which is great. Um, I feel like those people are the worst because they're like the hardest to touch.
1: Yeah, because, you know, they, sometimes it's hard to tell whether they have good intentions or whether they're just doing this because they want to seem like they're doing everything they can. I don't, it's like a very thin line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like sometimes you have to know the person in order to make that like, maybe if i calmly talk to them they'll understand yeah but a lot of them they're like you're not doing enough i'm like don't tell me i'm not doing enough as a person of color myself like you can't just accuse me i got very sidetracked sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was gonna say something and then i forgot especially when you know people personally and they say something weird it feels weird to call them out on something Yeah. Because it feels accusatory.
1: It's it's a weird thing to talk about. Like, it's, you know, you just don't really know how to go about it, too. Because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I like to have this belief that all my friends are, like, really good people. And we're all, like, handy dandy. We we all have our faults. And sometimes someone will say something and I'm just like, how do I tell them that that's, like, (laughs) a good thing to say? without being getting making them get defensive exactly because a lot of the times if you bring it up it'll sound like an accusation Mm -hmm. we don't want that they obviously don't want that Yeah, it's
0: it's hard it's a hard thing to go about i don't know why like racism is such a hard thing to talk about like in general when it comes to like especially with white people like, yeah. they're just, they, they want to completely remove themselves from talking about it or even thinking about it because that means yeah. they have to do something about it.
1: I feel like a part of that is, you know, a lot of people, when when they are talking to white people, I feel like the white people think it's an accusation, like it's all their fault, which obviously no one's saying that. We know it's, like, it's the fault of, like, our ancestors, you know? And the system is in place. And yeah. the system, Yeah but sometimes you know you say something and they feel like it's an accusation towards them specifically which causes them to get defensive and just not just you know they don't want to talk about it i have said you know so many times i am just realizing
0: (laughs) i say i say um so many times i say like like um uh you know
1: yeah no (laughs)
0: um you know (laughs) I, I have to be honest. Like sometimes I just cut out all the likes and they um, so it goes. back.
1: <laughs> it takes out like 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, it takes <laughs> up so much. Honestly, it takes us so much. All oh, the weird awkward silences and stuff. It takes us so much oh time. Oh my gosh! I'm keeping That's up. That's so funny. I'm gonna keep up this part explaining that I do that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, okay,
1: back on track.
0: Back. What was our track? <laughs> <laughs> where, where was it <laughs> talking to white people going? about racism oh here yeah
1: we, I, I we think, are so far from where we started when i know we were starting talking about film we are all the way on the other side but i think that's good
0: that's good no it means we're having a <laughs> conversation about something it's great yeah I, I i think like it makes talking about racism is uncomfortable for a reason is because if we don't talk about it then we don't fix it and like a lot of people are like you know like that thing where people say like oh if you don't talk about racism it's not there. It's, like, this is not something that's, like, in your head on an individual like, level. This is some, like, real-life hierarchy that happens, and you just don't fix the hierarchy by not talking about it or not doing something. Exactly.
1: I mean, you can't just play hide-and-go-seek with it. It's still gonna be there. <laughs>
0: you be it, you
1: just, like, shove it into a closet. Like, it's still there. Hmm. You're gonna have to address it eventually.
0: Yeah. Um... I think one of the examples of that is, so, you know, like, Brown versus Board of Education, you mm-hmm. know, and after that yeah. case, people are like, yay, integration, and then when you look at, when you, like, present day, you look at schools all over the country, and they're still, like, pretty segregated, my guy, you know, yeah. like, it's not, like, you pass a policy, and then hurrah, huzzah, hurrah, huzzah. Exactly. The problem's Everything's
1: stuck. fixed. Yeah. Magically, like, no. You know, you still see the poorer places and the the way that these cities and school districts are built. Yeah. You can still pretty clearly see a difference, and you know. it sucks.
0: <laughs> I always mention, like, redlining in these episodes for some reason. Probably because I have literally never been told by anyone about it until I had to learn about it myself, which is like the wackiest thing for me ever. You know. Yeah. But um, I th- I think part of the reason why schools are so segregated is because like when you come you talk about public school and then you talk about like the history of white flight, you know, from places like Detroit. Like I- I'm reading a book right now, and the protagonist of the book. Like their parents moved from Detroit to like another neighborhood because of white flight because they thought they really, their like neighborhood was becoming like more dangerous or whatever. And if you're if white people are moving to more affluent neighborhoods to be separated from black people and they're sending their kids to local schools, it's obviously going to keep schools segregated. Exactly. You
1: know, it's that's just how it's gonna be, and it's it's annoying. You know. I don't know.
0: I don't know, man. I was um, listening to this podcast. It's called The Promise, and it's from Nashville Public Radio, and it's talking about this uh, neighborhood in Nashville. And basically, the people in the neighborhood were 50% white and 50% black. It was like, it was equal, right? Um, But all their white kids went to one school, and all the black kids went to the other school. And you're like, okay, if it's a neighborhood neighborhood, you know if schools are based on location and neighborhood how does that happen it's because um, the white parents would send their kids to a magnet school that the black parents were somehow unaware of or they couldn't access because of transportation so the black parents had to send their kids to the public school and because there's this sort of um well white kids can support their schools better just because of like economic purposes there's this, dis- yeah. this discrepancy between the white kids and the black kids and there was this um program where there's this new principal that got a grant for the public for the local public school and they basically they kind of revived the school. They had like yoga and dancing and art. It was like an art school and it was like a really good school again. And the whole initiative of this grant was to get white kids to go to the black school. And so when they're like telling these white parents, it's like, okay, your local school is great. Now there's no reason for you to like, not send your kids to your local public school. Yeah. It's a good school. The only thing is that it's black kids. So what are you going to do? and the white parents were still like trying to find reasons and it's like okay if you're trying to justify or you're trying to say like oh i send my white my white my white kid because it's your white to like this white school instead of black school just because of education that that reason is not there anymore so what are you going to do yeah. you know
1: they'll still pull some random excuse out you know like always they'll be like oh but You know, this is like a 10 minute drive through traffic lights, and the traffic lights are so bad. But this is a 30 minute drive on the freeway, or you know, it'd be something totally random that doesn't completely make sense. And they'll still find a way to justify their actions, and it won't make any sense to anyone else, but they'll still have that.
0: It's plausible deniability it's what it is i think right now everything's about like possible deniability like you can just again um i was gonna say justify but now i'm just trying to stop myself from using that <laughs> like yeah um it's like you can say something racist but it's like indirectly racist and people and if anyone accuses of, accuses of you of being like hey that's kind of racist we be like no i was talking about something else
1: Um, yeah, and it's the same thing with, like, microaggressions, people saying things that they don't realize are incoherently racist, Mm -hmm. and then just saying, oh, but that's not how I meant it, or that's not racist, that's just my opinion, or, you know, something like that. And it's like, what are you even saying? You know what I mean? (laughs) It's- I
0: think we went in a circle. Hmm? We went in a circle, bro. We are talking yeah. the same thing. I, I don't know how many minutes ago. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho. Speaking of coded language and not saying things directly, can we talk about conservative politicians and traditional values bullshit stuff? Because that gets someone in arms. And I'm doing a weird dance right now that y'all can't probably see, but...
1: It's can't see, but we're dancing. we are <laughs> dancing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like that thing where like politicians say, "Oh, we're using like traditional values," or we're we're talking about old school America, and what they really mean is we're kind of being racist right now. But you can't call them out for being racist because they're not saying anything explicitly racist. And exactly, but we—it's the
1: kind of hidden subtext that everyone kind of gets, but if someone calls it out, then everyone gets offended over. Yeah. And it's like, well, how are we supposed to fix this? Because traditional values, I mean, that's not what That's not the best thing Mm -hmm. to be used here. But they won't hear any of that.
0: Yeah. What's it called? Like, the war on crime or whatever in the 90s? Where... I forgot his name, Bill Clinton, was like, we need to, like, get down and dirty and stop the crime or whatever. And it's like, if you're looking at it face value, like, of course, you know, crime is bad. We need to fight the crime and or stop crime from happening. And we need to be harder on criminals and stuff. But you have to, like, have some other information than this sort of face value to understand what's going on. Like, if you're talking about, like, especially, like, in New York in the 90s you know New York was pretty dangerous and a lot of it was like black um, male teens or like younger black people doing violent crimes and stuff and it's not because they're evil people it's because they didn't have access to programs and things that they needed you know people don't end up doing fucked up shit for like no reason like there's reason why people do that And the difference is that when a white kid does it, they don't have the same sort of support or they don't have the same like, oh, like just don't do it next time. You know, we're giving you a chance this time sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And you know, my mom actually told me this kind of cool story that was, um, I guess she knew these people or knew someone related to them where um, they were people of color and they had twins. One of the twins was white passing one of them was not these kids would get like in trouble with the police like all the time the white one would get a drive home from the police officer the other one go to in jail and they'd have to pick him up there now it's just like these this kind of it's basically the same person you know but they just won't listen (laughs) the same crime, the same yeah thing, and it's just different times. And yeah, the people always, you know, you try to talk to some people about it and they'll be like, oh, but you know, this kid had different, different circumstances. And it's like, when it really comes down to it, they're not. Yeah, they're not kind really. of the same circumstance. Just one kid is getting possibly their life ruined and the other is getting let off with a slap on the wrist.
0: Exactly. Or it, it's because their parents are in some high off area where they can access. Exactly. Like, They're the like right rich. The Yeah.
1: They have a lot of money or, you know, it's just, it's unfair.
0: Yeah. It is unfair. As
1: most of this topic is unfair. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I'm going to jump around a little bit. Again, I want to talk about this. I'm going to go back to film. (laughs) Okay. That's
1: so good.
0: (laughs) That's a big jump backwards. Uh, I I want to talk about The Birth of a Nation. Um, It's this movie that came out in 1915. And it's about, I guess, the Confederacy, where it's just depicted as this sort of like gallivanting soldier types. And then um there was like blackface in it and there i was i specifically remember watching one scene where there is like a a white guy in blackface like coming out from a from the bushes trying to terrorize a white woman and then the Klux can comes riding in and saves her from the guy it was it's bad oh my god that's my point it's pretty bad and it's sort of like the thing that's responsible for the the coming up in of the Ku Klux Klan in like the 20s and the 30s and like the cross burning and the horse riding and all of that. It's like it's this is one of the direct causes of that like resurgence in the Ku Klux Klan and the reinterest. Um and I think one of the problems is that it's terrible in that way and it also goes down in history that movie because it's one of those it's one of the films that created um, how we make movies today. From a technical st- standpoint, it's the first movie to intru- introduce parallel editing. So, like, when two scenes are happening at the same time and it goes back and forth. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Things. And also, like, light motifs, which is when, like, one certain idea is connected. with. It's, like, the first movie to has have its original score.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And anyway, but... And I guess it's just, like, it's interesting because it's, like, permanently ingrained in our culture,
1: even though it's yeah. a really bad thing. Yeah. And the topic of, like, blackface and, all, and, like, Asian fishing, brown-facing, you know, all those, is so strange to me. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, you know, for that one, I think that scene that you mentioned, it sounded like the character... I mean, obviously, it's not okay either way, but it, the character was blackfishing, right? Or blackfacing, sorry. No,
0: it was... No. Or was
1: the actor like that the whole
0: thing? But That was that was the thing. He was, like, the character was a black person, and he was, like, using blackface to show that he was a black okay, person. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what... Because I don't want to get it, like, mixed up. So, well, <laughs> yeah, there's... Know,
1: the... And the excuse for, like, blackfacing and black... Yeah, okay, sorry. For a second, I thought I got it mixed up again. Asian fishing and, like, brown-facing, it's always like, oh, well, we couldn't find any actual actors or, you know, or people of color to play these roles. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm sure you could if you actually tried. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, if you tried, you could. Like, on the recent show... Yep, forgot it. Anyway on one of these shows i was watching it came out there was um this southern asian uh actress and her stunt double was a white lady who they had brown faced and they claimed it was because of like availability and because they couldn't and i was like okay this actress was from india actually and i was just thinking like bollywood is huge you know in India. I'm sure you can find and India is huge, you can find so many you know, stunt devils that are also from there but they just didn't try I guess and that's one of the common excuses I see for black facing. Obviously the 1915 you said it was? Yeah. Or 50.
0: 15. So. Yeah, that
1: was not a good time for
0: Definitely not
1: what
0: i didn't realize though is that i thought that like um after the civil war things were like it was like a straight line like things were like totally bad and then it got like gradually better and better or whatever or like not like an up and down thing but like maybe like sort of dips but like apparently right after the civil war things were like going like pretty okay and then there's like these resurgence of like Jim Crow laws and the Ku Klux Klan and then things went like really 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 downhill especially in the 50s
1: Yeah, you don't really think yeah. of it as, like I mean a lot of the time you know you learn about the Civil War you know you slavery's gone yay everything's better now and then you get to um, the civil rights movement and they're like suddenly things are bad again. And they don't ever explain to you how did we get to this point? Oh, yeah, where's You just the said it thing? was really good. You just said it was really good and now you're saying it's bad again. So how did we get here? <laughs> because like from my point of view learning this, right, you just told me things were good and mm-hmm. now they're not? I'm confused. Yeah. You know? And it makes like no sense but they never actually explain it to you if you want to know they're like yeah you can do research on your own time which is so irritating
0: yeah or also they don't really show the extent of how bad it was like in the 50s especially. exactly yeah it's like, just not good yeah. yeah
1: movies are so there's a general balance and a lot of the time especially older movies they're yep That yeah. must be one heck of a movie
0: um you know what? I try to avoid scenes from that movie at all costs i yeah. I know about the movie. <laughs> Have I watched it <laughs> other than that one scene that he mentioned? No, and I don't want to. I'm exactly. sure a bunch of film geeks probably watched that movie for film reasons, but yeah. Um, I'd rather not. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I kind of want to maybe like talk about like I guess m- Midwest white America, the whole middle that we just don't talk about ever. Yeah. You know, unless it's an election or something. Um.
1: <laughs> unless it's an election. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know the layout of the United States. <laughs> We had a states test in fourth grade. After that, I forgot
0: everything. We had ours in fifth grade, where we had to memorize all the states and the capitals. And after that, just
1: no. I know that California is on one side, and New York and Maine are on the other.
0: Yeah, and there's Texas and stuff down below. Texas. By
1: the wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty I, I much where like- my. border ish you kind of know where the border stuff is and like everything in the middle of Paris I know Oregon
1: and Nevada are somewhere close to California yes where that is I could not tell you (laughs)
0: um yeah well anyway my point was (laughs) I guess like it's like the easiest to sort of promote I guess, racism to like those white people that like literally don't see other people of color ever. Yeah. And they get influenced by like politicians, again, politicians jumping around again, um, that represent them and trying to feed into, they're like the working class people or like the quote unquote silent majority, right? And conservative politicians will try to like appeal to them like, Hey, you're working hard and the fruits of your efforts are going unnoticed by the majority of people and the people on the sides of this country, whichever way you point, do not care about you. And they're giving everything to uh, people of color and they're not working as hard for it, but you're the hard workers and you need to draw the line. And because they have like, they literally don't talk to anyone or people of color. They're like, yeah, that's true i work hard and they don't understand that like what they're literally promoting is just like that divisiveness that politicians are promoting supports capitalism and supports them working tirelessly with like blue-collar jobs um you know upholding the same sort of system like they don't get that it's the same thing when you talk about like immigrants and like that when they're talking about like that fear of immigrants coming into this country, it's like they're gonna take my jobs away. They're going to. They're they're the enemy, not not the 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 president of this co- corporation.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole like immigrants are stealing our jobs is so strange to me because. I mean, if they they're not really (laughs) they're not stealing it like they worked equally as hard as you to earn that job and if anything they're at a disadvantage because they're immigrants Mm -hmm. and I don't know it's so strange to me you know both my parents are immigrants yeah and I just never really heard of that or even thought that they could be stealing anyone's jobs if anything
0: they're promoting the economy by like opening businesses and stuff like that like and that whole thing
1: of the border and Mexico and like everything that went down was so frustrating Mm -hmm. because they're just trying to get their families a better life yeah you know that's what America's supposed to be but, oh, we forgot that freedom and liberty, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: You no,
1: know, it's its irritating. And all these stereotypes, you know, it's like, come on, guys, seriously?
0: You know what's a really good show? What? Um, that actually kind of has to do with what we're talking about that one. It's called Them. Have you watched it on Amazon? No. Okay. I don't think I have Amazon, actually. <gasps> no need to be so offended (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just like it's way way better than literally anything on netflix so like (laughs) except for maybe like those couple of shows you know yeah
1: netflix i only have it for those couple of shows
0: exactly those netflix originals man they keep you under yeah
1: you gotta go you gotta (laughs) zoom
0: i'm still waiting for that fourth season of you know what I'm so offended <laughs> I can't say it's name, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Right, shell on un- it, <laughs> prime. Um, yeah. um, so this is one called Them and it's basically about this black family that moves to this neighborhood in California in the 50s. Um, um, we're kind of running away from their past in the South and they're trying to like, I guess immerse yourself in the the street neighborhood or fit in. It's obviously not going well. Like they're completely isolated, and these white people are absolutely like terrifying. You know, as white people, yeah. they're kind of <laughs> Um, but they're s- bad things. You know, it's I, I think it's yeah. sort of typical like harassment that you see from like integrate or the beginnings of like, um, what's it called? The Great Migration. In that time period, like a lot of the. Great Migration in the 50s, but anyway, so they're terrorized by it, but also integrates, like, actual horror with, like, the horrors of suburbia, and, you know, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, ghosts haunting their house and stuff that's trying to get them out or make them go crazy, and each person has a ghost, and it's kind of, like, but it's all that from- That was a
1: huge left turn. <laughs> I did not see the ghost thing coming up at all.
0: <laughs> no, it's, like, all these, like, old ghosts from, like, I'm not. I'm not trying not to spoil it right now. But they're old ghosts from the past, like 1600s, yeah. 1800s. I don't know what. That are like sort of trying to make them go crazy and like kill each other and kill the white people and do a bunch of things. And so are these
1: are these racist ghosts or are these,
0: these ghosts are trying to get them to kill? So why are they
1: trying to get them to kill white people? So that the cops can come and you know. Oh yeah. Like, um, okay. I think and I'm starting to catch on.
0: One point where, like, they get put into a mental institution and you have no idea if what they're seeing are, is real or not. You know, it's like... Oh, my. When you're watching it, you're like... Uh, anyway. Um, oh, my gosh.
1: I can only imagine me watching that show. I wouldn't sleep for, like, two weeks because I'd be so scared.
0: <laughs> absolutely terrifying. When I tell you, it is absolutely terrifying. Oh it's a really good show, though. It is a really... I mean, one of the worst parts of the show that I thought was, like... I don't know. It was really bad. It's really hard to watch. It's like when this. It's not like a horror thing, but it's when this. Like she's like a high schooler basically, and she's like a. She's one of the daughters in the family, and she kind of. She wants to fit in so bad to her school because she has like an imaginary friend. Oh. first, you don't know if it's real or not, this imaginary white friend, and then you're like, oh, she's not real yeah. because, like, they're having, like, some cheerleading practice in the basement, and you're like, that is not happening. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so sure. um, anyway, so she's, like, wants to be, she has conversations with her, like, oh, I want to be, like, white and pretty like you, and then there's this point where she, like, deeps her hand in, like, this, like, white acrylic paint, and then oh. she paints herself white And with the paint and then she goes to like this bonfire with like everyone there and she doesn't know what she's doing and she's also kind of disoriented because of the whole race thing. Oh. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's kind of like a phase a lot of people of color went to was the whole I want to be white thing.
0: Yeah.
1: I know I did. I kind of (laughs) wanted to be like um, this one girl in my class, you know, blonde, blue eyes, that whole deal and it's so sad, mm-hmm. like it is so sad, and I, I don't like it, it's not fun, for oh, kid.
0: Yeah, the whole show is like, um, I'm trying to remember what else I was gonna say about it, but I think it was interesting how they like sort of convoluted like cinematic horror, like the horrors yeah. that happened in reality. And it makes you feel like absolutely terrified the whole entire time about both things kind of equal. Yeah. Which is really yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's yeah. it's film in the media has been a roller coaster, let's be real. Yes. Especially this whole year. I don't know. Ugh, things have been so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: isn't there like now a vaccination site or something at las lomas or I got there is I
1: actually went today because my sister got her first shot nice. now I think most of our family is kind of vaccinated well I guess because she only she was the only one missing she has one now so mm. like three and a half of us are vaccinated I guess my
0: um my family is vaccinated too, but there's also like it's just me and my mom, so that was pretty easy. But <laughs> oh, that's, that's good, though. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, anyway, um, vaccinations. vaccinated for <laughs> the most part. Um, when we get back to school, like after the summer, honestly, kind of worried
1: about school. I'm not gonna lie, don't really want to go back. Uh-huh. But you know, you're gonna be behind. No, it's, I don't know, I just don't like seeing all the people there.
0: Oh my gosh, that's like them. the opposite thing. It's just like, I want to get to know people, finally, as a class. <laughs> well, I already know them, and I don't like most of them. <laughs> it's not that I don't like
1: them, it's that a lot of them are mean. And I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm kind of, I kind of like the half school thing. You know, some days I can just wake up, roll over on my bed, and just pop into class. Mm. And some days I have to actually get ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm also worried, though, because I don't know. After, after a long time not doing anything, I'm afraid that I signed up for too many things.
1: And... Me too. I've been thinking about it, and there's a lot of art classes that I'm taking this year, and I'm kind of stressed already.
0: Like, I'm taking three APs. Oh, I'm only taking two, girl. I'm <laughs> trying on. to do, like, the plays. I want to
1: be in sports and... Sports? What sports do you do? Um, like, track cross-country. Ooh. Okay, you know, this is kind of on the white supremacy topic. And ah! a kind of bit about sports. Since we've been dancing around that for, like, ten minutes. Anyway, <laughs> a sports team at the school, specifically, has been so racist towards you know, people. And Uh, apparently they are in every school. They have been racist towards so many people. And it's like, it's a sports team. What? Like, it's so irritating. Especially in high school. They just won't talk to people of color or, you know. Yeah. And it's like, y'all... Sports has always been tricky with race but we're high schoolers let's tone it down a little bit
0: yeah okay guys thank you for listening we're gonna end it here um you can find us um on instagram at who even knows the podcast that is our handle you can talk to me via that handle as well um, if you want to go and put some nice reviews and stuff for that, for my <laughs> thanks Cause... for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm sure. I'm sure this, is, this was an interesting experience for you.
1: Uh... <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> fun. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed it and took something from it, even if it's something very small and minute. So. <laughs> anyway. bye, guys. Bye!